Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there. Welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. I hope you can spend a little time with me. I'm going to be here for the next 30 minutes, and I'm so glad you decided to stop by. Today on the show, we're going to take a look at the Mass readings for the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And here's the topic. It's all about God's mercy. God is merciful. God wants to do everything possible to get us to heaven and to, to remove us from our misery. Because so many of us are living burdened, miserable lives. He wants to give us his peace. And at the same time, make sure that we get to heaven. That does not mean we won't suffer. Because if we're, if we're doing things the Lord's way, if we're really following him, if we're really open to the grace that he gives us, we can often experience that peace that we're looking for, that comfort, right in the midst of suffering. Now, here's the challenge. We have free will, right? That's a gift. God created us with free will. The reason he did that is because he wants us to freely love him, love others and love him without making us mindless robots. So because we have free will, we, number one, don't have to accept his help, and number two, we could choose to sin because it seems attractive to us. So it's not an automatic that we're going to be able to benefit from his grace because we can reject it, even though we don't realize we're doing it. He's merciful, though, and he's going to give us time. That doesn't mean we should take that for granted, but he's going to do whatever he can to give us multiple chances to accept the grace that he wants to give us, which is going to make us happier, even in this life, and help us to get to heaven. But it's going to be up to you and me. That's what the readings are about. That's what we're going to be talking about on the program today. And I'm so glad you were able to stop by. And uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we pray? And then we'll get right into the readings. Let's pray to our Heavenly Father, who loves us with an unconditional love, who is standing by, who hears our words, who reads our hearts, and who wants to do whatever he can to allow us to live with him, not just in this life, but forever in heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Wow, Father, 
You know, sometimes I forget just how merciful you are. And I know I'm not alone. Sometimes the, the struggles that I face on a daily basis, when I get weighed down, when I get distracted, when I get sidetracked, sometimes all of that causes me to, be, to forget about you and to forget about how merciful you are and how much you want to, you want to help me to be happy in this life and in the next life. I forget that. Please help me remember, Father. Help us all to remember. Father, we pray that you will continue to show your mercy unto us, to arrange the circumstances of our lives for our greater benefit, even if we don't always understand it. We ask you to do what's necessary to draw us closer to you and allow us to reach our heavenly home. We ask you to protect us, our family, our friends, our neighbors, people we know from church. We ask you to provide for all of our needs and to give us an increased desire to do your will, Father. I ask, Father, specifically for the grace to deliver your message on the program today. Help me not to get sidetracked. And I pray that all of our hearts will be opened by your Holy Spirit to not only hear the message that you have for us, but to be willing to put it into action in our lives. Heavenly Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. As I said at the start of the show, if you're just tuning in, my name is Gary Zimak, and we're going to be here talking about the uh, the Mass readings for the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're going to do that in just a minute, but before I do that, I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. If you want to find out more information about the work that I do, if you want to find out about my latest book, When Your Days Are Dark, God Is Still Good, if you want to find out how to sign up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, you can do that at followingthetruth.com. I wanted to let you know before we go any further in the program it was so exciting to be back at EWTN in Birmingham. Um, I I was down there. It's been a while, but I was down there to do to tape two episodes of At Home with Jim and Joy Pinto. Um, they are available on YouTube. If you want to just search for my name, last name is spelled Z I M A K, or you just look for At Home with Jim and Joy. At some point, I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I do want to put them on my website. These uh, the links to the the two videos. It was a great time. I just love being back at EWTN. I am so grateful that they invited me. But even more importantly, even bigger than that, I'm grateful to Mother Angelica for founding EWTN and for really inspiring me. In the early days of my full-time ministry, Mother was so helpful to me, uh, even though I never got to meet her in person. Just the, the idea that she she felt called to do something. She felt called to found to found this television network 
in uh, in the Deep South. This Catholic television network in the Deep South, totally crazy idea, but she felt the Lord was calling her to do it, and it worked. It didn't mean it wasn't without struggles. Mother did struggle with many things, but when you look at EWTN and what that network has accomplished, there's no way that God's miraculous hand is not all over that network. So Mother inspired me to keep going many days when things weren't looking good for me. So I'm just grateful that they still continue to invite me to be on the network and to participate in their shows. So if you get a chance, I think you would enjoy the shows. We talked about overcoming anxiety and um, just, you know, either check the the website followingthetruth.com because I do plan to put them there or do a search on YouTube and you'll be able to find the videos. All right, let's get started with this program. It's a good one today. I'm really excited about this. And we're going to start with the gospel as we always do. Now, I do want to tell you this. Uh, The gospel is a little longer today. Not ridiculously long. I am going to go with the long form. The other readings are relatively short, though. And, and, And as you're going to see, there are a few different messages that we could get out of this. I think Jesus is, what's he speak, um, three parables in this in this gospel. But as, we'll, as we look at the first reading and the responsorial psalm, I think it's going to become apparent that this is about his mercy. This is about the Lord's mercy. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. Let's read the gospel now. It's Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 43. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat, and then went off. When the the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. His slave said to him, do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, no. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. So I, I want to pause here because this is this is really important what we do. This first parable is going to be the basis of this whole mercy thing. The 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 weeds appearing along with the the good crops, that's this this good and evil that exists in the world. And if you note that and remember Jesus tells these parables for a reason. The people who was who he was speaking to understood farming they understood how crops work. They, they got this whole idea of the wheat and the weeds. So the weeds are planted by what? The evil one. Right? This is the evil that goes on in the world. And look, sometimes inside of each of us, we're a combination of the, the, good, the good crop, the wheat, as well as the weeds. And, you know, this is not just looking at the world and saying, yes, there's the evil people and then there's me. No, I've got this going on inside of me sometimes. So we can look at this in a couple different ways. But but listen to this part. When the um, when the slaves of the householder, the guy who was in charge, came to him and said, "You, why did did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from?" He said, "An enemy did this." 
And his slave said, and this is the important part, do you want us to go and pull them up? In other words, to pull the weeds up right now. And he replied, no, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds, tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. In other words, leave the weeds there for the time being. Leave the weeds, the evil, for the time being. I'll take care of it at the appropriate time. And this is a reference to, obviously, the end of the world, the second coming of Christ, but it's also a reference to our own personal judgment day, the day we die. You know, sometimes we get frustrated because God allows evil to be in the world. But that's, he does, he does allow that. But that shouldn't stop us from trying to be good and trying to be a source of light. Because one day, at the appropriate time, the Lord's going to look at us and, and judge us. And I've told you before, don't get all freaked out or bent out of shape about it. If you're trying to do His will, if you're trying to do your best, and when you fail, you go to confession, you ask for forgiveness and the grace to do better, as long as you are trying your best, you got nothing to worry about. You will get to heaven. I mean, I, th- I think sometimes we go crazy with this. Yeah, absolutely. We are expected to try. That does not mean we'll never sin. I did something this week. I said something nasty to my wife. I didn't mean to say it. And after I said it, it's like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm such a sinner. I'm... And you know, the devil wants to get in all of our heads and say, aha, see that? You're a sinner. Just stop trying. No, that's not true. Yeah, you're a sinner. Go to confession. Say you're sorry. Make reparation. That's what I'm that's what I've did. But at the same time, we have to get up and keep trying. So we're gonna have that those occasions where we do mess up. We sin, we fall on our face. The key is to get up and do what we can to correct the situation, obtain that forgiveness, and move forward. But this parable reminds us that the Lord is going to continue to give us multiple chances. Again, don't Don't take it for granted and say that, oh, I've got plenty of time to correct this sin in my life. No, do it today, but realize. I mean, I look back at my life and I think, oh my gosh, he has given me so many chances. And also, if you're praying or concerned, you know, concerned about someone you know who died, you're praying for their soul, know that God is merciful. And then he's going to give them every chance possible to make it to heaven. It doesn't mean that everybody goes to heaven, but it means that they're going to get every possible chance for it to happen. So that should give you some uh, consolation. Okay, so that's what, and, and that's the main, remember I said that these, the gospel could go in a number of different ways, but let's let's read the other parables too, because I think the meat of it is in that first parable. Jesus proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. <clears throat> it is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. <clears throat> it becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches.
He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat, wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. So you see what's happening here. Jesus is, um, he's giving them examples of the kingdom of heaven. And we got the yeast mixed with the wheat until the whole batch was leavened. The kingdom of heaven starts out small and it grows. It's a gradual process. It takes time in our own lives for us to work on becoming holy. It's, it's a lifelong process. And the same thing with the world. There's a lot of craziness in the world. Does not mean the kingdom of heaven is not here. Jesus said it is. It is here. But you look around and you think, wow, yeah, but the world's crazy. That's right. Give it time. The Lord is working things out. And we do have free will, remember. Okay. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. So what we see here is the Lord speaking in parables, not giving everything, um, not just giving boring teaching or uh, just an intellectual lesson that's going to go over the heads of the people who were listening. He's using parables. He's using stories. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. So Jesus clearly explains that parable. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as wheat, as weeds are collected and burned up with the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace there, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. Now, again, you know, one of the mistakes I think we can make is to just apply this to the, the second coming of Christ. And you know what the, why that's a mistake? Because whether or not, I mean, it could happen today. I don't know. But for the most part, when we think about the second coming of Christ, the end of the world, we think thousands of years into the future. And, and that sense of urgency, I think, sometimes gets lost when we, when we think about that, right? So we want to look at it as, I like to look at it as, I'm going to be judged. And I don't know when that's going to, I don't know when I'm going to die. I have no idea. But I know that's going to be in a relatively short period of time. You know, I mean, that's just strictly the way it is. I just turned 64, so I know that I have less time to go than time I've spent on this earth. I mean, that's just, that's, I can understand that. So I want, to be per, I want to be ready. I want to be ready and make sure that I do what I can to eliminate the weeds from my life so that this is going to work out for me, right? I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Let's look at the first, and, and again, God gives me many chances, has given me many chances, and I'm grateful that he has. 
many chances to try to amend my life, to go to confession, to receive the sacraments, to get all the grace that I can so that I can do uh, uh, the right thing. First reading is from the book of Wisdom, chapter 12, beginning in verse 13. There is no God besides you who have the care of all that you need show you have not unjustly condemned. Wow, that is confusing. I got to read that again. There is no God besides you who have the care of all that you need show you have not unjustly condemned. For your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things make you lenient to all. A lot of words there, but God's leniency, God's mercy is is emphasized in this first reading. For you show your might when the protect, the perfection of your power is disbelieved, and those who know you, in those who know you, you rebuke temerity. But though you are master of might, God is all-powerful, you judge with clemency. See, that's the important part. God's a just God. He, he judges us. He will judge us. But he's going to try to do whatever he can to help us, to make sure it works out favorably. But we got to respond. You judge with clemency and with much lenience you govern, govern us. For power, whenever you will, attends you. And you taught your people by these deeds that those who are just must be kind. And you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. God's given us numerous chances. And you know, I'm, I'm just going to put out the message. If it's been a long time since you've gone to confession, please don't waste the opportunity. It's an unbelievable sacrament. You know, not only can you get absolved, forgiven for your sins, but you can get the grace to not sin so much. I need that grace. I need lots of grace. I mean, I try to go to confession frequently, and I still mess up a lot. But it's a fantastic sacrament, and at least you're trying. See, that's what the Lord's looking for. He's looking for you to try to show you're sincere about changing your life. You know, it's one thing to mess up repeatedly, but at least try by going to confession and fighting against your, your, your evil desires. It's another thing to mess up and to not have tried, to not taken advantage of not have taken advantage of what the church offers, mainly through the sacrament of confession. So, listen, if I, I'm just going to go up there when I am judged, I pray that I can the Lord can at least say, you know what, Gary, you messed up a lot, but you tried. Come on in. And that I mean, that's my goal. I do mess up a lot. I sin. I don't do things that I should do. I do things that I shouldn't do. But I'm trying with the Lord's help to get better. Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 85. Lord, you are good and forgiving. We need to have that image of God. He's good. He's forgiving. He gives us numerous chances. You, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in kindness to all who call upon you. Hearken, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the sound of my pleading. All the nations you have made shall come and worship you, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. You, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in kindness and fidelity. Turn toward me and have pity on me. Give your strength to your servant. 
Lord, you are good and forgiving. He is. He's good. He's forgiving. However, let's not take him for granted. Let's not presume that we're going to just skip into heaven without doing any work. You know, we've got to be careful about that. Let's not take advantage of his kindness and his mercy. When we mess up, and we will, let's ask for that forgiveness and the help to do better. The second reading comes from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. It's a real short one, two verses. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. One of the best things that any of us can do is, at least every day, preferably at night, ask the Holy Spirit to help you make a good examine of conscience, examination of conscience. Holy Spirit, let me know. Let me know if I messed up. Let me know if I, I'm doing any things I shouldn't be doing. The Holy Spirit's really good at that. Or, you know, when I'm standing in line at confession, I always ask the Holy Spirit to help me to remember my sins. I have this ability, you know, this, I think a lot of us do sometimes, this uh, convenient ability to forget my sins or to not think about them. And the Holy Spirit can help. The Holy Spirit can help us to remember because until we realize or recognize where we're going off the, the, the road, where we're getting sidetracked, where we're doing what we're not supposed to be doing, until we realize that, we're not going to be able to make really um, any progress spiritually to get back on track. So ask the Holy Spirit to help you to recognize where you're doing things that don't please God or where you're not doing things that would please God. Ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. But just know God's not looking to trap you. He's not looking to say, aha, I'm going to set this guy up and make sure that he can't get into heaven. Not at all. He is doing everything in his power to give you extra time, to give you extra opportunity. Jesus gave us this reminder today that, look, judgment day is coming. You know, so we have these reminders in the scriptures. We have our merciful God who wants to give us all these chances. It's really up to us now to take that next step. God is merciful. Take advantage of his mercy now, not in the future, because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Amen? All right. Well, we got it all in. Thank you for listening to the show. Look, sometimes these messages aren't that popular, but I got to speak the truth. And that's why I like on these these weekly programs to look at the, the Sunday Mass readings, because that kind of keeps me going down the path the church wants us to go down. You know, I could just join you and talk about my favorite scripture verses, but I like to make sure I'm in line with the church and go along with the liturgical year, and I depend on the Holy Spirit to guide me and let me know what I am supposed to say. Um, But I thank you for listening. I really do, and I'm going to pray for you, continue to pray for you. Please pray for me and my family and my ministry. I would really appreciate that. If you have questions, email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. 
If you benefit from my ministry and you'd like to support me financially, I could really use it. You could do that at followingthetruth.com as well. And if you haven't done it, if you've been thinking about it, please consider doing it today. It would it would really help me. Summer's a tough time. There's not too much speaking work available, and anything you can do to contribute financially to my ministry would be very, very much appreciated, okay? Thank you. I really thank you. It's not easy for me to ask, but uh, that's the reason I've lasted close to 12 years in in full-time ministry. Anyway, I think I'm going to close things up and get on out of here. Again, thank you for listening. Remember, God is merciful. Make it a point to get to confession as soon as you can and ask for help. Don't try to be holy on your own. It is absolutely not going to work. Have a great week, and I look forward to joining you next week right here on the program. God bless you. Talk to you next time.